Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast from the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. Every Tuesday, we taste test the newest vegan products, discuss the latest vegan news and answer your questions on everything from nutrition and supplementation to recipe ideas and dealing with negative backlash. Every Thursday, we speak to some of the leading names in veganism, from doctors and scientists to vegan chefs, celebrities and authors. Head to your platform of choice to like and subscribe and stay up to date with all the latest episodes. You can also listen to us on your smart speaker or on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a review to help spread the word and help others on their plant-powered journey. Whether you're vegan for the animals, your health, the planet or all of the above, it's important to protect your nutrient intakes. The Vegan Society's chewable multivitamin Veg One is a convenient way to do so. Veg1 contains seven essential nutrients, including vitamins B12, D3 and iodine, and is packaged in a 100% plastic-free tin. A six-month supply is priced at just £12.70. That's around seven pence per day. And the best part is Vegan Food and Living Plus members get an extra 10% off. Browse the range at vegansociety.com forward slash veg1 and support the Vegan Society today. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been really looking forward to this interview. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank you. I was explaining I've, I've just recovering from COVID, but I'm a lot better now. But if I, I do cough a little bit, I do apologise to the listeners. 
we'll forgive you. <laughs> Damn COVID. Um, you're kind of part of the vegan hall of fame now, aren't you? I mean, it's just, you know, it's just done so many things. How did it all start? Uh, well, I guess I went vegan. That was, yeah. the, that was the start <laughs> of it. So I'd, I'd been a vegetarian for about 10 years. Um, but, um, you know, I still wore leather shoes and drove a car with leather seats and went to horse racing and all that sort of stuff um, without really thinking about it too much. And then it was about 10 years ago that um, I stumbled across a video uh, on the internet and it said the video the meat industry doesn't want you to see. Um, so a bit clickbaity. <clears throat> and um, I clicked on it and uh, it's only like five minutes long, but it just uh, totally hit me for six, really. And uh, it showed scenes of cruelty in the egg and dairy industry. Um, so, um, yeah, I just uh, almost immediately I thought, actually, vegetarians, not enough. Um, and uh, I need to become one of these annoying vegans, uh, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> so that was it. I mean, I didn't, I'd never met another vegan, to my knowledge. Uh, certainly there was not very many around in Wakefield in West Yorkshire in the double glazing industry, which is what I was doing at the time. <laughs> Um, um, but uh, yeah no it was the best thing that that ever happened to me with hindsight and so you were working in double glazing how did you get from that to setting up Veganuary yeah uh, so good question I mean there was a a period of just trying to work out what I should be doing and uh, so I started doing a little bit of activism going on marches and that type of stuff but it didn't seem uh, big enough for me uh, in terms of impact um, I went to the Animal Rights Conference in Washington, D.C., and that was the first time I'd ever met vegans um, in a room, like lots of them all at the same time, and they looked healthy enough and um, <laughs> so inspiring as well, listening to sort of what they'd been going through in their lives and what they were working on. So, um, yeah, I guess it, it took me probably a couple of years. I, I got together with Jane, uh, who's now my wife as well, and we were really trying to work out what was the best role for us in the movement. And um, I'd taken part in Movember, which is the uh, idea of growing a moustache for the month of November. And uh, so, yeah, we just sort of said, could we do something like that for the vegan movement? So we decided that the best thing would be for people to try a vegan diet for a month. Um, And uh, it had to be January, really, due to uh, you know, New Year's resolutions, people were eating way too much food at Christmas and all of that stuff. So that that's how it came into being, I guess. It's Yeah, it just fits perfectly, doesn't it? Everyone's kind of like overindulged and they're thinking, oh, I just need to get healthy, lose weight. And it's just, yeah, and sort of be a better person all round <laughs> after <laughs> all the indulgence. So, I mean, yeah. where, where do you start setting up a campaign? I mean, did you kind of start by setting up a website? Yeah, so... Because I'd got experience in, uh, so I'd been running this window company and also run an events company at the same time. So um, my specialism was really sales and marketing. Um, so sort of a natural born salesman as a, as a, as a character, if you like. And um, I went to the uh, marketing agency that was building my websites for, you know, I'm doing a lot of the branding uh, for, for my business interests and, um, they were quite excited about the whole idea, so they, they created the brand. Uh, we built the website with them. Um, it was the money that we were making from our business interests that really funded the startup in January. Um, we we took um, 
some social media people on. Uh, Damien, actually, from Devolution. Oh, um, right. Okay. Uh, worked okay. with me in those early days. Karen Ridges, she did the PR for us. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, it, it took off. We did it as a pilot scheme. We were just going to do one month, one January, see how it goes. James said, um, wouldn't it be great if we got 100 people doing it? And I was like the optimist. I said, no, a thousand. Let's try and aim for a thousand. And we got 3,300. Um, Amazing. So, but it was all just a hobby, really, in the background. But because it had gone so well, we got some media attention. You know, we got a few celebrities had mentioned it. Ocado had put us on their website in that first year. You know, so there were some real wins that, you know, that we had. And we just thought, actually, this is a thing that we could develop. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I think that's something that has happened uh, over the years is it's become a thing. Yeah, it definitely has. It's almost because I have to keep reminding people that it is actually a campaign and you need to go and sign up on the website because I think people just think it's just, you know, the month of January equals for January now rather than it being sort of attached to anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is the big challenge that as a team we have really is driving people to sign up because certainly a lot of the retailers, they just think it's a time in the diary. It's like Easter, you've got Christmas, yeah, you don't sign up yeah. for Christmas or Easter, do you? It's just just happens yeah um but uh, there is a huge amount of advantage in people signing up because they get access to what the emails uh support and they get access to resources um and also it's useful for us because it gives us an opportunity to know who signed up you know we, we take certain demographic details from them so it allows us to understand who we're targeting and also we can survey them afterwards um, to see how they got on so 2014 was when it started. Yeah. How has it grown since then? <clears throat> well, it, in the early days, it was doubling in size. So we went from 3,300 to, I'm trying to remember the numbers now, maybe 12,000, then we got 23,000, then it was 60,000, um, then it was 150,000. Anyway, I can't remember all the figures, but Last year, we had 585,000 people sign up on the website. Um, we know that it's much more than that, as we were just discussing. Yeah. So I, I can't our research think it's at least 10 times that, um, you know, the people that just do it. In some not everybody does it for the four months. Some people obviously try it and they fail, or some people go vegetarian for the month. So people use, you know, uh, you know use it for whatever suits them, but... Um, yeah, it, it's gone very well. I mean, it's it's not just in the UK now. It's um, we we were big in Germany. I would say that's our second biggest country. We're quite well known there. Ria, who's our CEO, um, she's based in Berlin and she's done a lot of media uh, work there. So we've we've become nearly as big in Germany as we are in the UK. And then we're trying to still trying to crack the US. I mean, it's such a huge country, um, but we've got we've got a team there now that's. Um, Hopefully, we're going to do a much bigger campaign this year. Um, Latin America is a really important area for us. India's, you know, we have a, a strong campaign there every year. And then we have sort of partners in other parts of the world as well, um, in Italy, in South Africa, in Australia. Um, so the 580,000, I would say maybe about 40% of the signups from the UK, maybe even slightly less than that. The rest of it is the rest of the world. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's an incredible story. Thank you. What about Veg Capital then? How does this work? 
Well, I guess I stumbled into it because um, we... I guess one thing I've been doing with Veganuary is working on the demand side, so trying to create demand for vegan products. Um, you know, the, the more people that are taking part, then that actually has a positive effect on, um, you know, people's eating habits. Um, so we were starting to get, through the campaign, a lot more interest from chain restaurants, from supermarkets, from food manufacturers to develop more products. Um, so I started thinking more about the supply side. And um, about two to three years ago, I started talking with some mission-aligned investors that are in the U.S. Um, they'd already started investing in uh, some of the big opportunities there, such as Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods and Just Egg and um, also some of the cultured meat, cultivated meat um, stuff as well. So we just started saying, well, maybe we could uh, bring something like that to the UK because at that point in time, two or three years ago, there wasn't as much investment going into UK businesses. Um, so we um, we started Veg Capital. Um, the idea is it's seed funding, uh, early stage capital for companies that are seeking to remove animals from the supply chain. So we're looking for dairy alternatives, uh, alternative proteins, egg fish alternatives, but also things like pizzas and ready meals where it's a full dish when somebody's eating a you know vegan pizza, they're not at the same time likely to be eating animal products. So that's the sort of ethos behind it. We're also committed to giving all of the profits that we make from veg capital to charity um, <clears throat> as well. So there becomes a virtuous circle, if you like, in terms of um, you know profits that we're making from from our investments, going back into animal charities and uh, campaign groups that are working on diet change as well. And, you know, the more we can invest back into charity, then it creates that demand for the businesses that we've invested in as well. So that's that's the ethos behind it. So since we've, since we've created Veg Capital, I think we've invested in about 25 companies. Wow. So I've been really busy over yeah. the last uh, <laughs> two years or so. Uh, got a, a great team of people uh, as well helping me in the background to help do the, you know, have the conversations and do the due diligence and help get the legal paperwork side sorted out as well. So, yeah, that's Veg Capital. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a fun ride the last two or three years. Amazing. So your other baby is VFC, which I really have been looking forward to talking about because I follow all your all the social media channels. And if you're listening and you don't follow VFC, then you really have to because it's just it just brightens my day every time I see a post. Um, <laughs> it's just brilliant marketing. It's kind of like in the style of activism, isn't it? And it's it's all a bit tongue in cheek and a bit of a bit of a laugh. So how did this come about? So I guess um, one of the things about the veg capital role that I had was being at the investor side and, and speaking to such amazing entrepreneurs with great ideas. It, it scratched an itch for me to also be involved in a startup um, because, you know, there's a lot of fun involved. It's, it's stressful and hard work as well. But, um, you know, it just sort of started me thinking about, you know, maybe I could set a company up in some format. And then then lockdown happened. Um and prior to the lockdown, there's a restaurant in York that um, me and Jane used to go to a lot called Sauce. And it had a menu of sort of half meat and then half vegetarian, vegan, superfood stuff. And um, 
got to know Adam and Katie, who were the owners, um, uh, and Adam was the chef uh, behind uh, Sauce. And um, they, they'd had a tip-off once when we were in there eating that somebody said, oh, there's vegan royalty in the restaurant, you know. <laughs> um, so they came over and said hello to us. And um, and that was it. Just So we started regularly going in, and there was a, a dish on the menu called vegan fried chicken. Um, and that became my sort of go-to, you know, meal. Um, served it with chips, uh, some coleslaw, a barbecue dip. And, uh, yeah, I was happy. So I didn't even look at the menu anymore. I just had that every time I went in. Right. And then lockdown happened. And so I, I, I couldn't get my fix of vegan fried chicken anymore. Uh. So, um, and then I was just a, generally a bit sort of uh, concerned about, Adam and Katie and the restaurant because it was shut for like two or three months with lockdown. So we had a Zoom call and I was just grumbling that, you know, what about this, uh, you, you know, the vegan fried chicken? He said, oh, I said, tell you what, Matthew, I'll send you some. Um, so he, he, he just packaged some up and froze it and then, you know, delivered it to the house. I put it in the oven and it was just like what I'd had in the restaurant. So right. I picked the phone up to him and I said, Adam, we need to talk. I think we could sell this to other people and that that's in simple terms how it came about I mean we then spent months talking about it and thinking about it, how we could do it and then we formed the company in September of last year we launched in December um we decided to call it VFC obviously after the vegan fried chicken aspect of it and also um I guess as a um something that's very clear to people that it's a comparison with KFC. Um, and uh, we launched it December the 20th, just ahead of Christmas. Weird timing, really, but I wanted to get it out before January. And uh, it, it took off really well. I, I um, We spent a lot of time thinking about what the brand is and what our mission is. And ultimately, uh, you know, I don't have this strong desire for people to eat deep fried you know, wheat protein. Um, I have a strong desire for people to stop eating chickens, stop eating animals generally. So yeah. <clears throat> basically we decided to really from the outset to be an activist brand that happens to sell food rather than a food brand that happens to have a sort of an activist element to it. So yeah. um, we really, from the outset, I mean, I, I took Adam into a factory farm and we filmed in there I wanted him to understand what we're going to try and compete with and so we launched our company with that undercover investigation if you like right um and how did he feel feel about going in there obviously yeah I mean he wanted to understand he'd done veganuary like 18 months before and he he went vegetarian and then when we started working together on BFC I think he realized he had to walk the walk a little bit so yeah. he'd gone vegan mostly vegan and then when we went into the um to the factory farm and he witnessed you know what was happening I think it solidified in his mind that he needed to be vegan as well so yeah. and he has been ever since you know so you know my focus was always on saving chickens but it's the same for Adam now you know we're, we're united in, in in that mission but he's got the food aspect you know he's the chef and uh, so he works you know, on the on the recipe side of things. I was just gonna say I love your tagline. Is it um thanks Colonel, we'll take it from here. Yeah, so that that's one of them. We've got some billboards running in London at the moment and uh 
we try and have a bit of fun and a bit of sass. Um, so we've also got food that doesn't cost a wing and a leg. Um, the frozen aisle just got cooler um, <laughs> because uh, we, we, we launched into Tesco last week, um, which is a real achievement because the brand's only been around for 10 months. So it's unusual Amazing. for um, startups really to, to get listed and get on the shelf so quickly. Yeah. Um, but, but Tesco really loved the brand as well. I was worried that they might sort of be turned off by the active inside of it, but in actual fact, not at all. I mean, they, they, they share the excitement around our brand and um, the, our values as well. So it's, uh, it's gone very well. So we've got billboards running in, in and around London at the moment. Um, we're going to have uh, billboards in other parts of the country as well over the coming weeks. And um, yeah, the sales figures are looking really positive as well. Brilliant. I'm yet to try it. So I'm going to pop into Tesco's later and see if I can find it. Um, you don't, you haven't got in trouble with KFC then? No, I mean, we've, um, we seem to have gone under the radar so far. Um, <laughs> the, um, I mean, we have the trademark of the FC, both in the UK and the EU. So um, on the word mark and also on the logo. So I don't think there's anything that they could do to stop us from trading as as VFC. Um, you know, the, I would hope they would have a bit of a sense of humour. Um, I mean, like on our Instagram, we've got 28,000 followers and we only follow one account, which is KFC. Oh, that's um, brilliant. I love that. <laughs> so clever. Um, yeah, and it's just, um, I mean, a few people have said, why are you following KFC? You know, they're evil and stuff like that, you know. And I get that, but from our perspective, it's like, it's a bit sort of tongue in cheek. It's a bit sassy. You know, we're just keeping our eye on the competition. That's the way we look at it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think most people get the sort of in joke there. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of anti-vegan comments, don't you? Um, a few yeah. that I've read, um, you know, recently. Uh, I won't be eating this fake vegan shit. I'll stick to the beaks and wings. Thank you. Uh, what, what are the sort of worst ones that you've had to deal with? Um, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, literally, um, you couldn't, you wouldn't believe how many. Um, we call them cookwits, yeah, um, but trolls basically. And um, a lot of it comes from our advertising. So it's when we're boosting the, the posts, particularly on Facebook. Although we do get some on Instagram as well. Um, I mean, oh, I mean, there's just so many. But it tends to be. Um, you can't call it chicken. You can't call it meat. You know, why do vegans want something that's, you know, why not just eat vegetables? All that type of stuff is what we get. And we try and reply um, with humor, with a bit of stas. Um, you know, we don't, we don't just hide the comments or delete them. We try and engage with them where possible. Um, so, and I think our, the, the, the VFC sort of early adopters, you know, we're developing a bit of a fan base. They're really appreciating that sort of fact that we're standing up to these comments and yeah. uh, and replying and, and hopefully trying to get them to think a little bit about actually. But, it, you know, it, it's difficult. I mean, I don't know why, but 99% of them are men. Yeah. You know, so what, why is that? I mean, so it's that whole toxic masculinity thing, isn't it? I don't yeah. know. I mean, why do people get so angry? I don't know. I mean, it's just our advert comes up in their feed and they just, they lose their shit basically when they see our <laughs> stuff really. And it's it's just, and the ironic thing is, 
the more they start commenting, then the algorithm in Facebook is going to show them more vegan stuff yeah. in the future. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's also it's really good for our algorithm because all these comments really just um, just helps elevate the FC's page. Um, uh, our engagement rates are like 8%. Right. Um, <clears throat> most food brands are like 1%, if yeah. that. Um, so a lot of our posts do very, very well, and we're really embracing it and sort of throwing it on its head and sort of laughing and joking about it, which is really working for us. Yeah, they're, they're doing your advertising for you, <laughs> even <laughs> though they're against it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think I know the answer to this, but what's the proudest moment of your career so far? Well, I, I think um, I think both me and Jane would say the same thing. That um, I mean, I don't like pride. You know, nobody should be too proud. But, you know, I think we're we're really pleased with how Veganuary's gone. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, been asked this a few times, as did it meet your expectations? And I always wanted more. You know, I want the whole world to be vegan by now. But yeah. we haven't got that far, obviously. Um, <laughs> so being realistic, um, I think it, it, it did really well. I think um, that the impact that it had on corporate world in terms of, you know, it's now that date in the calendar that the food sector takes really seriously. Yeah. Um, with Veg Capital, every pitch deck I see mentions Veganuary and what they're planning and uh, everything. So it really, it's become, it's become a thing. Um, and it it didn't become a thing on its own. It took a lot of work in the background to create it. Um, mm-hmm. But now, um, so yeah. So to answer your question, I think, um, yeah, I think I'm really. Both me and Jane are very proud. That's the right word. You should be proud, definitely. But but we're not less resting on our laurels neither. And we have a team there as well. There's 30 members of staff now. And um, it's a female senior leadership team. So they're getting stuff done, um, really expanding uh, the campaign really strongly. Um, and uh, me and Jane have stepped back. We're still trustees. Um, I'm chair of the board, but in terms of operationally, I don't get involved so much. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's just great to see the existing team now take it to the next level. I think me and Jane have got it so far, and now the team that's there are going to take it to the next level. That's brilliant. Would you encourage existing vegans to sign up just to kind of get those numbers up? Well, I mean, we always do get vegans signing up. Something like 15% of all the sign-ups every yeah. year are, are vegans. Now, some of them will say that they're, they're there just to get um, a bit of additional um, support. Some of them are new vegans, so they're signing up to get you know access to recipes and advice and stuff. But uh, no, I think um, what I'd much rather have is vegans recommending veganuary to their friends and getting them to sign up. That's where, yeah. that's where the, the opportunity is. Uh, to make a positive impact yeah we'll definitely be doing that (laughs) um well just to finish off uh uh, just a quick question so if you had boris johnson round for tea what would you cook him and what would you be talking about um okay so i mean he is a character isn't he you know you get a good conversation out of him and i think um to have him in in our room and trying to uh, influence him would be uh, an amazing opportunity even though myself and Jane probably are not politically um, aligned with, uh, <laughs> with with, with his, his views on on the world, um, do you know? I think I'd probably because the, me and Jane were not very 
good cooks, um, then probably uh, I'd probably look at uh, making some of the the, the meals that um, that we've invested in. Um, so there's a great product that, um, that we invested in recently called Chicken, um, which is a vegan chicken uh, Indian ready meal company, and the flavors they use are so good. So I'd probably um, I'd probably heat some of that up in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> For the Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. Actually, forget forget everything I've said. I'd get Derek Sarno around. Oh, yeah, Derek. That's what I would do. If he's listening, Derek, I would get, I'd, I'd say, Derek, come and do a, you know, I need a favour. Come to our house, cook some food. We've got the Prime Minister coming. And that would be the way to do it. Oh, I'd love to see that. Bring your mushrooms, Derek, and get back <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Matthew. Um, you've been brilliant. And it's just, yeah, so, so amazing to hear all the things you've done um, and continue to do. So, yeah, keep us posted on your next kind of ventures that you've got coming up. And um, we'll look forward to Veganuary. Yeah, listen, I don't want to do any more ventures, to be honest. Um, but uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, giving uh, me the platform to be able to, to speak to you and, and to anybody that's listening. And um, if you want to get in touch, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I tend to be a, a big mouth on, on LinkedIn, so I'm always <laughs> happy to connect with people there. Sign up to veganuary.com as well if you're not vegan yet. I'll tell your friends. And VFC, 370 stars, Tesco. Um, Go down and try it. Popcorn chicken's really good. I think that's the standout product. If you can get some of that, or the fillet's really nice as well. I'm off to try some now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Holly. Thank Thanks you. for everything that you do as well. Thank you. Well, that's it from us at Vegan Food and Living's Simply Vegan podcast for this week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe on your platform of choice leave us a review and share with your friends on tuesday morning i'll be back and molly and i will be discussing the latest vegan news exciting new products and also taking your questions including one on dealing with difficulties around being vegan at christmas and next thursday i'll be chatting to ella magers otherwise known as sexy fit vegan who i hope will be telling me how i can get more sexy and fit (laughs) See you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.